And we're live. Great. Yeah, we did it. Yeah, nice. Woo. In fact, I just finished up doing my tax return stuff, and for the first time in years, I'm getting a refund. Oh, nice. <laughs> I don't know what exactly changes, but uh, this time I'm, ma I'm making money instead of paying money. Nice. That's always a good feeling. Yep. So looking forward to that, that's for sure. Yeah. What have you been up to this week? Uh, nothing too, too special. I mean, I've been playing video games and whatnot, but <laughs> that's what we're here to talk about in the main show. Otherwise, nothing crazy. Oh, I guess I started a show called Archive 81 on Netflix. It's a little okay. series about, I think it's eight episodes or whatever. And it's about, um, it's apparently based on a podcast, I think of the same name, but the idea is that this main character dude kind of stumbles onto, he likes to like, he cleans up some like old ta uh, VHS tape or something like that, that was in a fire and gets kind of scouted by doing so by a dude or company or something that owned that building and wants him to kind of like fix up these other tapes that were burnt in the fire that need to be like fixed or whatever. So they could see what's on it and what's on it might be kind of nefarious and creepy. This is a horror show. I am immediately no longer interested. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As I Google. Yeah. It's been pretty good. Okay. Um, also, I started a show called Abbott Elementary, which is essentially familiar. the office for an elementary school. But like not oh. as well written as The Office, but it's fun. Okay, is that also Netflix? Um, that one I think is Peacock. That I don't oh, know wow. what it is up here because oh, okay. I don't have Peacock. Yeah, you get, okay. <clears throat> I don't think I've ever actually used Peacock. Yeah, I think about it. I think it might be on there. I can't remember what's on, but yeah, that show is fine as a comedy okay. little thing. Right it's on. Fun. Nice. Yeah. <clears throat> uh i'm trying to think did i start anything yeah no we started um attack on titan okay you had watched this before right Never. or is this your first time ever okay first time what do you think we're so we've watched three quarters of the first episode oh okay gotcha. before my girlfriend got too tired and wanted to go to sleep <laughs> yeah so like you literally just started i thought maybe like you meant we just started as in we're like 10 episodes deep in the first season. No, nope, this something. was just last night. We just we okay. started that. We're doing the dub <clears throat> for those curious. We usually sure. always do the dub. It's just like more convenient to watch the dub. Sure. Um, yeah, because we got all caught up on my hero. So we're like, well, time to time to start something else while we wait yeah. for the next season to come. So, yeah, I don't really have any opinion on it at the moment. It's it's all just like set dressing. Yep. Creepy naked giants. It starts off pretty intense, at least, I guess. It starts off right from the get-go, like, those titans are attacking <laughs> right away. Yeah. So, there's yeah. that. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I've been hearing great things about it for years, obviously, so finally going to check that one out. Cool. And uh, I will just quickly say that Turning Red is uh, really good. That came out last weekend. I still haven't watched that one, but yes. I think you'll like it. I think you should look forward to it. I think you'll enjoy it quite a bit. Yeah, things are starting to come out for sure. So 
that's just on the list. <laughs> well, nice thing is there's nothing really out this weekend. So, you know, th- there's a new movie for you. Yeah. There's nothing new out this weekend. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. Just TV shows and stuff. Um, but that's enough about TV shows. We have a whole other podcast for that. Let's talk about video games. Because uh, this is the top-down yeah. perspective. And I'm Sean Booker. I'm Paul Fleck. And the date is March 17th. Yes, it is. What you been playing, Paul? Uh, happy St. Patrick's Day, first of all, I guess. Oh, right. Is that is that today or tomorrow? That's today. It's That's today. today. Okay. Yeah, you're not wearing green, so... Not. Am I wearing Nobody anything? pinched you today, did they? You would have known. No, I mean, I didn't leave my house today. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I'm not wearing any green whatsoever. Fair enough. Are you? Well, ha- I am. Okay. Yeah. Um, but if you show us, you'd, you know, we'd have to change we'd the be adult rating. Twitch. Yeah, yep, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, actually, from me undies, not a sponsor yet. Call me. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Good to know. <laughs> uh, I played more Elden Ring, but like hey, me too. It, but it's kind of a farce that it's on here because I played more the next day after we did the last podcast. But that day was about 15 hours worth, like the next time I played. And then I haven't played since. So this week I kind of haven't played it. But um, are you done? I wrapped up. Yeah, I wrapped up Elden Ring. I did what I'm going to call 100 percent completion because every fight that I I looked up a list. Every fight I was missing is a refight of a boss I fought at least twice before, like the mini bosses. I fought all the major different bosses. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, well, congratulations. Done that thing. What was but, your uh, time count? 102 hours. And uh, that doesn't include that afterwards. I just I just kind of put my sign down in front of like different boss doors and saw if I could help people for a couple hours as well. Just, oh, how nice of you. Just to keep playing. Way to go. You know, just to cool. keep playing. And uh, I found out by doing that what the things people don't like are. That it's this one cave that it's hard to explain without telling the boss and I don't want to give away anything like that because I think that's kind of fun is finding out the boss for yourself. But I think it's called the Celia Highway or Celia Crystal Caves or something. And then there was another one with like this other type of boss and I got some into that like three or four times because that's those are the things people don't want to do. <laughs> Apparently okay. they probably died a few times on it and they're like just get me out of this. <laughs> Just let let me finish this thing. So, yeah, uh, those names don't sound familiar, so I don't think I'm there yet. Uh, where am I? Sure. I um, I've beaten the the first castle. Uh, then I went east and I I did Sophia River, and that place was messed up. <laughs> Yeah, uh, those arrows do way too much damage. That was those that, snipers are ridiculous. They it, never miss. It was just <laughs> complete nonsense. Um, yeah. And so I got a co-op partner to come in and we did that one. And then then I went north from the castle and now I'm just starting to do some of the optional dungeons there. I'm a little okay. over 20 hours character levels in the low 40s. Okay. Cool. Do you have like a build you're going with or like a weapon type or something that you are 
pref preference or preferring. I mean, I like my sword and shield, so I usually stick to a sword and shield. And then when it comes to my build, it's just it's usually put stuff into health, strength or magic until I come across an item that I can't equip yet that I want. And then I just put everything in that. So like recently I wanted to equip this like black fireball. Sure. I needed 20 faith. So the last four levels was putting it into that. Okay. Um, Cool. Sounds fun. So that's, yeah, that's, that's where I'm at. Trucking nice. along. You're still enjoying? Yeah, and I can say like this game, and there's a couple other games on my list, like the muscle memory jumping back and forth is ruining me. Like, yeah. Yeah, this oh, point, we'll talk about another game that like came out yesterday that I had so much trouble getting into because I had Elden Ring muscle memory, and it's similar enough but different. Well, that one, so that one's Tunic. You know, we'll get to that in a second. That one, I didn't have yeah. too much problems. My other game on my list, Young Souls, that one I had a real trouble getting to. Oh, yeah. That one really messed me up. And at this point, I pretty much put uh, Horizon down. I will get to Horizon when there's when an opening. Um, yeah. It's just too much to juggle, especially with nef- next week coming around. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, next week's going to be brutal. Um. So uh, another thing I kind of wanted to quickly touch on, a giant patch came out, I think, yesterday for Elden Ring, which added an NPC just straight up, added a bunch of uh, quest stuff for existing NPCs, fixed a whole bunch of bugs, and maybe most importantly, fixed one of my main weapons in the game that apparently wasn't scaling properly. So that's annoying to figure out after After reading it. Oh, okay, sure. (laughs) I was but, hearing um, a lot of people yeah. were upset about the mimic getting like nerfed. Yeah, the mimic apparently got nerfed. So did a uh, hoarfrost stomp, uh, which is a spell that a lot of people use because it was admittedly apparently broken because a lot of people were using it. <laughs> okay, I hadn't heard a, a, as much complaints about that one. Uh, and a friend of mine was like, "I've tried mimic after the patch; it still seems fine." Which I was happy to hear because oh. I hadn't gotten Mimic yet. And I was like, oh, cool. I'm about to get something really good. Cool. So, yeah. Yeah. And on the topic of patch notes, I have here Vampire Survivors because that had a couple patches since I played it last. The last time I talked about it, maybe a month ago. And every time they patch that game, they add a bunch of achievements and usually char- or a new character or two and combinations for items. So I jumped back into that game. That game's still fantastic, and I just love jumping back in and doing the new thing and seeing what new things that they've added. So that's been really, really cool. I've gotten a lot of bang out of my buck for, like, I think that was a $2 buy on Steam. That's uh, been a fantastic game, so that's still good. Uh, Another game that I quickly took a look at was Core Keeper, and that's because that looked like Stardew Valley to me, and I was a little... I wouldn't say uninterested, but less interested uh, from what I saw of it uh, when it's come up in like people talking about it. And then I heard somebody say it's actually more like Terraria and that just like triggered me into gear and I just jumped in. And yeah, it is very much like Terraria where it has kind of a boss progression and progression and items that you have to build and base building and NPCs and all that sort of stuff. It's very early access still, but uh, that looks like it's going to be something pretty fun by the like pretty full and fun by the end uh, i had a few hours of fun with it the other night so that's a good one too right on. um we should talk about tunic though because that came out yesterday and 
it continues on the trend of this year for me of just games that don't tell you jack shit and you just like have a great time learning (laughs) as you go (laughs) yeah this came out like you know i'm not gonna say like stealth dropped but i was very much under the impression that is not a game pass game um yeah i almost pre-ordered it because i didn't know i didn't think it was a game pass game but you couldn't on steam i couldn't buy it early um yeah i think it was just like wish listable yeah yeah no because i had like you know i was looking forward to it and i knew it was coming soon so i was trying to like look up hey is this on game pass you know what what is the price of this and i was seeing articles saying no it is not game pass and then yesterday xbox had one of their id at xbox streams and then they okay they launched <clears throat> uh tunic right at the beginning of it on game pass and that was a fun surprise for sure that's awesome yeah um, to touch on your, like your first point of the, um, the amount of information it gives you, uh, I would say this gives you more than like Elden Ring certainly does for sure. Um, well, it's just not obfuscated in the same way. Elden Ring gives you information if you like crack the weird code of how NPCs talk. <laughs> sure. This one, like, <laughs> you know, it's not spelling things out for you, but it does have a really cool feature. Um, yeah for those who haven't played it you're finding pages around the environment and you hit like select to open up the book that you're slowly piecing together and the pages are not in order but they give little bits of information and all the text in the game is in a foreign language so you can't read anything but with the visuals you can kind of get a feeling for like oh wait this is telling me that there is like you know something in that direction or it tells me that if i see this icon it means this is a bomb or something like that and you're finding more pages and it's kind of filling in the blanks and it's cool because you'll you'll realize oh that place i passed oh if i had just like held a for three seconds there it would have done something but why would i have known to do that until i had yeah. found this page so i'm and really curious what like a speed it. run of this game would be because it seems like all the mechanics are like available to you you just don't know to use them it's crazy how well it's built. Yeah, there's so it's an in. First of all, I guess for anybody who doesn't know at all what it is, this is a Legend of Zelda old style uh, like adventure type game. Yeah. Um, but it's in an isometric uh, 3D perspective and it utilizes that in a really fun way where there's a lot of uh, shortcuts back to different areas and stuff. And they are always open, a lot of them. You just don't know they exist until you go through the normal way and then, like, come out the shortcut way. And you're like, holy shit, if I had gone in the shadow area and walked for, like, a second, I would have gotten to that end area or <laughs> something. It's really, really awesome how it's built out that way. And the instruction booklet thing, it was super cool from just seeing, like, the fun pictures. It's it's also done in, like, the old like literal legend of zelda instruction booklet like type uh cartoons and stuff like that very similar art yeah, style like zelda one yeah zelda one yeah and um but like this one also has some like somebody was drawing in the booklet like with a pen and that's also like giving you some little answers or hints to stuff yeah Man. yeah no it is it is basically like <laughs> the full nostalgia of like look at this old pamphlet like user manual that came with my game and the note section and whatnot and it's almost like you're coming back to that yeah it's super like for an example that's how you get your maps for like the different dungeons and places or whatever it's kind of like an overworld overview of a map or whatever 
and on one of them there might be a line drawn around in like a squiggly thing or whatever and a few x's or whatever and then you don't realize what that is until you get to that part it's like oh maybe i'm supposed to walk that like maybe that's the safe way through maybe that's like an item maybe yeah. those are enemies it's super super cool how it per- gives you information and kind of drip feeds you in that way my only problem i had with tunic and i got over it after a couple hours is there is a distinct like when you're attacking you're attacking then there's a second between your attack is animation is over and you can roll out of the way you cannot roll out of an attack immediately and that was weird to get used to yeah that was easier to get used to yeah that specifically because when i you know i'm playing this and i'm immediately outside of the zelda comparison i'm comparing it to death's door from last year which is again a Zelda-like from the exact same perspective. You're also an anthropomorphized animal with a sword. Like, uh-huh. I almost feel like because Tunic was in development for so long, Death Store came out and they were probably like, oh, shit. They <laughs> There's two us. of us doing this game yeah. so we can do it twice as fast. Um, but Death's Door, I feel like the combat is better because it is snappier it is. in the way that yeah. you you just said how Tunix is not as snappy. Tunix is 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 good. It is totally fine. It's OK. But after yeah. having done Death's Door, it's like, oh, I know how this would have been just like a bit better. Um, yeah. So. It is um, it is. Yeah, no, for sure. I think in a world where games that play similarly didn't do that type of combat better it's totally still fine also when you get the shield eventually you find that the shield is usually better anyways because it takes depending on what attacks you're dodging or whatever it takes up less stamina to just tank a an attack with a shield than it is to dodge out of the way because the dodging takes a lot more um that's another mechanic that was weird to get used to is the only thing your stamina gets eaten up by is your defensive abilities being able to run or to dodge out of the way rolled dodge roll or whatever and uh put your shield up but the drawback of using too much of it is that if you go into like a tired state you take 150 percent damage yeah, yeah which is more damage yeah which is crazy deadly <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I, that's fair they're also like super so far i've i've played like two to three hours of it so far. Um, Did you do the first? It's not the first. Did you ring both bells like the yes. first like objective? Yeah. Okay. I think we're probably at the same point ish then. Um. So I've done like one like boss. Yes. Right. Yeah, the so one I, in yeah. the like east. No, the west or something. West. Yeah. yeah. The west. Yeah. Um. I, oh, you get tons of like healing items and they get pretty powered up. Like I have four of them and they heal like two blocks per drink. Um, yeah. So it's pretty. Fr- and it seems like are they just going to keep giving me a ton of these healing items? Because there's a, like I have four. That's a lot. And I'm only a couple hours into the game. Um, yeah. So it's pretty forgiving in that front. Yeah. The trade off is, is that if you do take a hit, it hurts. You do take a lot of damage. But I mean, you can get it back pretty easily. Uh. I'm trying to think if there. I really like just kind of figuring out what things do. Like you said, the weird, like if I hold this button for a certain amount of time, I'll do this thing. And that's how you like do this other thing. There's been. And then if you do that thing, it 
unlocks another thing that you're just like, okay, let's see where this leads or whatever. <laughs> like, let's see what that did. And I really, really like that feeling of discovery that uh, this game does. It, yeah, seems, it definitely it makes feels you like once you find that page and you realize, oh, wait, I could have interacted with all those things back there. Well, I got to go like back to the start and run through everything again and see what I was missing. So, yeah, no, the discovery is is very cool for sure. And you'll find an item that you're just like, this seems useless. And then you you take a second to think you're like, oh, shit, what if I use this item on the well <laughs> or whatever? Like, Oh, you just gave me a hint because I had not thought about that. Okay. okay. Yeah, no, so there's a lot that. of those. Okay. I don't want to talk any more about like that sort of thing because I, well, again, so half of the fun about talking about games is like the schoolyard thing of like, did you know if you did this, this happens? Yeah. Like, oh, cool, yeah, yeah, I got to yeah. go try, right? So this this definitely well, feels like And you that. just did that. Like, I need to go try that because <laughs> I've come across a bunch of wells and I, you know, when I, I interact with them and it gives me some word in a foreign language and it's like, all right, whatever. But no, I do have a few items that it's like that would make sense with the well. Or like, did you try praying at the hero's grave? Oh no, I didn't. Nothing yeah, told me right. Okay, okay. <laughs> interesting. That was interesting. interesting. What happened okay. there? Now I just got to remember how to get back to the hero's grave. Yeah. Okay. Oh, but okay, the combat in Death's Door way better. This has a map. <laughs> that yo for sure this does have a map and that was like the big thing with this story but you know you know what it comes yeah. down to though is like both these games are on game pass so everyone yeah, wins both. if you're a game pass subscriber you just win just go play them both play them both yeah yeah i'm really really liking tunic i think the music is absolutely fantastic i wasn't feeling it at first but then anytime i'm in a like a dungeon e area and it kicks in it like i'm feeling it i think the overworld is mediocre to okay like it's pretty standard but then there's like some hard hitting parts when you're just in the middle of this completely black dungeon with just a little lantern light around you illuminating illuminating things. The lighting effects are insane in some parts. Already. The lighting is super nice for sure. Yep. Yeah, this is Tunic is like an absolute win. It's so good. I'm really looking forward to playing more of it. Uh, that's I mean, that's all I've been playing. Young Souls is on my list and downloaded. I haven't booted it up yet, but tell me about that game. Yeah, this is the other game I've been playing this week. Another Game Pass joint. Yep. Um, I played a demo of this game at PAX South at the, the month before the pandemic hit. Oh, um, weird. Yeah, I just I always thought like, where's that game? And it, yeah, I played that back then. You know what I didn't know at the time was the final PAX South. But Young Souls is a hack em slash with mm -hmm. only local co-op <sighs> oh <Big sigh. laughs> i guess that i guess yeah i didn't even assume there was any co-op really well the but. whole point is you're you're like twins and you yeah, switch I thought you back switch and between them you yeah. do switch between them if you're playing single player which i'm playing single player um yeah and it's and you know they it's you might even be like better if you're playing single player because they have the added bonus of when you take like a hit, you'll have a part of your health bar go down. And if you swap at that point, whoever's you're not playing as will begin to heal that chunk of health, which I'm assuming wouldn't okay. happen if you're playing co-op because everyone's on screen oh. at all times. That was like Battletoads. Remember, they had something similar where you would switch between the three of them. And if one was getting down, 
you could switch to another one that had a full health bar and then like pick up the health with the other toad that like was running out but if you played co-op with two other people they were all on the screen so, and if one of them you died they just were dead or whatever i mean i guess it's a good balance because if yeah multiple people are on the screen you can do more damage and and stun them faster versus totally. now you have a way to kind of heal a little bit yeah anyway so you are it's a hack and slash um with a pretty kind of cool uh, dungeon crawling aspect to it uh you're going into different dungeons there's like there's like four it looks like and each section of the dungeon like branches out so you'll kind of get to like a little hub area and it'll be like there's like four doors here and the doors will have different like levels on them to be like, hey, you should probably be this level to go through it. There will also be like you need specific keys to get through them. So you actually do go back to later dungeons uh, to or sorry, earlier dungeons to see different parts of it. You can have a bit of where you want to go, how hard you want it to be. If you just kind of want to progress naturally, there's always like one for your current level. And they obviously know how much experience they're giving you and whatnot. So, you you know, unless you're wanting to just randomly grind, you could try and outlevel it, but it doesn't really make much sense. Sure. Uh, the progression is pretty fun because you're getting lots of items and armor and whatnot, and you can upgrade every bit of weapons you have. And then as you upgrade them, they get different abilities and whatnot. So, like, I've had swords that when I have enough mana built up, which you get mana by doing damage, I could summon two dogs that would help fight with me. Uh, okay versus you can get ones where you get like an unblockable like a swing of your axe so you can mix okay. and match that way and then there's different armors that are like this is good against poison this is good against freeze so you can kind of like equip each of your p people differently and be like okay if i'm gonna fight a freezing enemy i'm gonna switch to the girl because she has like the anti-freeze armor on and that'll be real useful and, and yada yada so yeah, you can basically upgrade everything which is pretty cool um has a pretty good look as well um you know cell shaded pastelis I, I really like the characters i like the art style yeah, yeah the art style is pretty nice um it i'm playing on xbox it doesn't run great specifically like anytime i open the menus to like deal with like the uh i don't want to say like loot because it's not like colored items or whatever uh okay. but to deal with like your equipment it's constantly hitching and freezing which i don't know what's up with that so you know there's some performance issues for sure hmm um, but the game play, uh, you know, when you're in the dungeons and, and you're battling and whatnot, that runs totally fine. And then, like I said, if you're playing Elden Ring at the same time, the controls are just complete nonsense because like your dodge is right bumper. <laughs> yeah, your uh, dodge and tunic is a <laughs> like they're yeah. all a different well, again. Tunic didn't uh, didn't screw me up because tunics is like a pretty standard control scheme. And then Elden Ring is not a standard control scheme. And then Young Souls is like another not standard control scheme. Like left bumper is switch character. So, yeah. Yeah. So it's just juggling There's some is a bad weird time. Oh, Tunic's menu being on left bumper is like screwing with my head all the time as well. Yeah. Actually, at least that one, like when I'm pressing the like select button or whatever, it or just brings start, up start. It like pauses thing. the game. So it's not like a big yeah. deal totally sure um, that's just another thing i remember that was like oh this is weird and i'm not used to it after like three hours of playing <laughs> that one is super weird yeah left bumper for what is essentially like the inventory is is unique for sure <laughs> yeah 
Um, but it's good. I'm liking Young Souls. That game on how long to beat? That game is 20 hours long. What? Yeah. Which really I was <laughs> oh. expecting like an eight to ten. Like it looks like an eight to ten. It is a 20 hour long game. That's I've, crazy. I'm on the third dungeon. I probably have put in like 12 hours. Um, because it's like surprisingly just like Oh, I could do like another branch of this dungeon because there's like so many different branches and whatnot. And it's like mindless enough to just kind of run through and beat them up. It's a great podcasting game. And the characters have like oh, a sure. lot of personality. Um, to the point that they're just like some shitty teens. And in the menu, you can turn off like all the bad cussing they do if you want. Oh, really? That's yeah. funny. <laughs> One thing I actually don't like, though, that they do at the beginning is they say, what difficulty would you like? And the middle one is balanced. Okay. And then and but then there's four. So the bot the second oh. from the bottom is balanced. And then the one above it is challenging and then in brackets it says recommended. And it's like Oh, that that is bullshit. How yep. is that recommended if the other one is balanced? <laughs> yeah, no. That's dumb. Um and then they have a bit of flavor text just to be like Young Souls is meant to be like a challenge the way through, you know, you want you have to earn these wins and stuff, but it's like I so I selected balanced. Balanced sounds like good to me that sounds like what i want i want a balanced experience um, yeah that's that is definitely a thing they should strive for, for like difficulty it, it's exactly like the like the shitty old school halo of like but the real halo players play on this and it's like well then make like what are you doing make that the then default, make that then. default. Yeah. yeah and i think they got away from that in like the last few entries but i feel like it's just stuck with them forever hmm weird <laughs> Super anyway weird um tunic young souls they're both on game pass so you should try them out yeah that's definitely the takeaway i added one more thing here because i forgot i played it i played okay. the uh strangers of paradise final fantasy origins demo i've been hearing such crazy weird stuff about this game so the one thing i want to say right off the bat is that if you're interested in that game and you only have a og ps4 maybe don't get it it is a complete garbage product on that thing that demo ran like shit and it uh looked like shit at the same time i've seen screenshots of people playing it on like modern hardware um the xboxes uh ps5 and pc looks fine so maybe consider waiting or not getting it if that's your only option or get it on something else if you have another option okay strangers of paradise is final fantasy neo and it's super weird uh, it is very much the like soulsy type like this is kind of difficult and you have to know how to do the combat and utilize things properly to get through this and dodges and parries and all that sort of thing. Uh, what I find interesting about it, though, is that it does the job system from Final Fantasy pretty fun where you are consistently just leveling up different classes, whatever you want to play. And like there's um. There's different weapons and like armor sets and stuff that will help your affinity towards those classes and you have to do classes to unlock more classes or whatever. So, for example, if you want to unlock the warrior, you have to level up or put enough points into, I think it's the swordsman tree and the whatever the starting one is, maybe knight or something. And then okay. like that will unlock the warrior class, like an advanced job. Sure. And uh, I think that's super, super interesting for this type of game is that you don't just start as like a pyromancer or a paladin or a knight. You start off as like a dude who has a weapon 
and depend and finds weapons. You have to learn then, the blade. Yeah, you have to study the blade. Exactly. Um, and then as you get better with different stuff, you like get unlock more and more perks for that, and you can switch between that and another loadout like at will using the triangle button um, as you're like battling. So you can have like kind of a mage type job set up on one build or whatever and then the other one be like your melee things because there are points where some enemies just straight up won't take like proper damage if they're not being doused with water or like you're using a magic ability on and then you can when they're weakened you can take them out with like melee stuff that stuff is super super interesting that writing is ridiculous and i don't understand how that game is laid out because i thought it would just kind of be like a big world that you walk around in and stuff but it the demo, at least, seems like it's all in menus <laughs> rather than like you. There's a talk menu. So like when yep. you're in town, this one, yep. you go to talk and then it's like, this is a list of people that are in town that will talk to you. OK, I want to talk to this person. What do you want to talk to them about? It's like, oh, I want to talk to them before I went to this place or whatever. And then it'll load up a cutscene and they'll say like, boy, I sure hope you get chaos. It would be great to be like to have some like calm around here again or something and then it just goes back to the menu and you're just like why didn't you just build a hub with people standing around <laughs> so I've, I've heard this exact thing and like the question is like is that the same and you can't i know you can't answer it but it's like is it like that in the game maybe they just that's what i wonder for the, for the demo that's what i wonder too because that would make sense not like especially on playstation because playstation downloading and installing is abhorrently bad still um, it makes sense they wouldn't want you to download like a hundred gig thing for a couple hours worth of content. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe if it's not like that, then sure. But I found that really, really funny. <laughs> a lot of this game seems really funny. It seems like a like a like a weird, like ironic joke that they're not in on. The the vibes that I'm getting from hearing other people talking about it is like a deadly premonition. Of like, this is not a so, good game, but they don't really know that. <laughs> yeah, here's the thing is that mechanically, I find it very, very interesting. Like, I think the playing of it and the job system and all that sort of stuff, I think is kind of cool. Those characters, I couldn't give less of a shit about. I don't understand what the story is, except that chaos needs to be dead or like we need to kill chaos or whatever. Chaos might be a person. I don't even person. know what that means. Yeah, that, that, they don't that's even a know. a nonsense statement. <laughs> At some point in the demo, they're like, oh, chaos isn't a thing, a person or whatever. They're like, no, not exactly. It's like, OK, then what are what are we doing here? <laughs> um, there's one cutscene where <laughs> like something big happens and the main character just walks away and turns on his like little headphones or whatever and just crappy 90s new metal music starts playing. And I'm just thinking they're like, is this a joke or like is this serious? <laughs> Is. yeah do they is, understand yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. know i don't know that is I'm a, very i'm so curious about this game there's no way i'd be able to touch this game for a while but i do ask you you played the demo are you gonna get the full game i would totally get it on like a sale or something okay it's coming out at a real bad time for yeah. games right now uh i think it is mechanically interesting enough that i would definitely give it a shot at the right price at the moment, like I'm it's in the back of my head of like, maybe this will be like a Black Friday game. Yeah, I could see that. 
I'll get like a it, sweet deal on it. Picking it, it up and, for like 20 bucks or something. Exactly. Like, yeah. 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 I think so too. I just felt like I had to add that in there because that was such a weird thing in the middle of this week to drop. That no, I'm glad I you did. Tried. Yeah. Uh, with that, let's do some news. Not a whole lot happened, but I got a few stories here. First off, EA Play for the summer, also known as EA's uh, E3 live stream, is not going to be happening this year. Okay, that was super confusing. I couldn't remember what that was. Okay, yeah. I think Microsoft has come out and said that they are going to be doing a like June time frame live stream. And it makes sense. They own like every company, so they'll have like an awesome one. <laughs> yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But I guess we'll have to see who else is going to do anything E3 related. But EA is not. OK, yeah, fair. Um, speaking of Microsoft, we got some like behind the scenes news um, from the initiative, which is the developer who is working on whatever that perfect dark game is. Oh, and the okay. news this week specifically is apparently a lot of the like heads of that studio and senior leadership has been departing in a quote unquote fast and furious wave over the past 12 months. Oh. Um, OK, that doesn't bode well. <laughs> nope, that does not bode well. I've been hearing quotes like we're the initiative is pretty much going to have to like restart from the ground up as a company to like reorganize itself. Oh my God. Um, uh, One interesting quote though, from this article over on a video games Chronicle, all former employees that video games Chronicle spoke to said they were surprised at how lenient Microsoft had been over the lack of progress, Uh, which is pretty interesting. I'm, uh, the uh, reporter here kind of went on to just say that they had heard this from several studios after Microsoft acquisitions that Microsoft has like not cracked the whip in any way, uh, which is great to hear. Sure. Um, but yes, on the other side, who on earth knows what is happening with this game? Um, and it sounds like it is in rocky waters. So we probably will not hear for a while. Yeah, this is kind of interesting that at the bottom of that article, it has the dev team that was working on it and then like a strikeout through all the people that left. So you, there's like a physical represent, a visual representation of what they've lost. And it's, <laughs> it's fucking crazy. It's a lot of, yeah. Like I'm, you know, we're looking at it like it's like over half. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah. Who knows, man? I don't, what do you yeah. like? What do you think? What do you, what do, you, what do you want perfect dark to be because everything i, I think know. of it just seems like oh but we already have like a few games in that space that are really good yeah like i guess they could remaster and re-release it again maybe well it I don't seems know. like they were doing some something new right yeah because because there was that like teaser trailer was what was it perfect dark zero was that the one on 360 yeah the launch one yeah and that was that the last one that was the most recent one and then we got a yeah. teaser trailer like a couple of years back for whatever this for this is. one yeah zero was bad so yeah. like they could kind of do anything to revitalize it i would assume what do you want do you want it just to be like a like a single player first person shooter do you want it to be like a live yeah. service game 
Yeah, it's weird because like that style of game is kind of gone for a reason. Like there's a reason why there's not another golden eye. <laughs> like I think like what is this going to be like the new competitive multiplayer shooter? No. Like there's yeah, no way not. this is going to like make a dent anywhere, right? Right, yeah. So it's like I don't know, like an immersive sim maybe? Like do you think it kind of tries to be like a Deus Ex? That could be kind of cool. Yeah, like the closest sure. we probably had was like Deathloop, right? Yeah, that could be kind of cool, especially because a lot of people were mad about how Deus Ex handled Deus Ex with the last one. So it'd be kind of neat to fill that role again. Some idea. weird like cyber like future cyberpunk type world or whatever. Joanna in it. Or her daughter or something. I don't know whatever i'm assuming it would still be joanna like yeah probably uh this next story uh there was a dead space live stream i uh, missed this Appar- apparently the audio in that game is going to be fantastic though there was like a whole breakdown of this weird almost like ray tracing but for audio yeah i didn't watch the stream but i did hear that they showed off some audio so there is some definitely some like dev videos you can go out there and see um and then they also announced that it's uh, aiming for early 2023 Oh, yeah, sure. I guess I kind of assumed it would be later than 2022, but I do remember people being like, oh, it's not even coming out this year. But yeah, I thought it would be like 2024 or something. So I was kind of stoked to hear early 2023. Um, And this last story is kind of an interesting one. Um, Famitsu, the uh, Japanese uh, reporting uh, game reporting uh, establishment, basically put out kind of like a 20 year history of xbox in japan so we we hit the 20 year mark for xbox specifically in japan and they put out some sales numbers for each of the xboxes to show how they've done and it's pretty striking like when like we've all heard microsoft and xbox doesn't have much of a foothold in japan right yeah Mm -hmm. so if you look if and paul you have the article here if you look at that thing if you see units sold there's a number the the bracket is the worldwide number Every Xbox, let me say that again. Every single Xbox combined has sold less than 3 million units in Japan. Oh, wow. Okay. Just think about that for a second. All generations, all, what is that, five of them? OG, 361, no, I guess four. All four of them combined less than 3 million units. Yeah, that is insane. I'll give you some other facts. 1.6 of those were all 360s. Yes, I do see that here. 360 actually, I'm going to be real. It sold more than I even thought, but yeah, it's still low. So if you take out the 360 sales, then that means the, the the original Xbox, the Xbox One, the Series X and S have only sold mm-hmm. a little over a million themselves. Wow. Combined. That's, actually, sorry, yeah, I did crazy. my math completely wrong. I'm gonna, oh, okay. I'll give you the numbers here right now. Original Xbox, about a little under 500,000 units total. Xbox 360, 1.6 million. Xbox One, a mere 114,000. And then Series X and S combined, 142,000. So we're looking at like, I don't know, 700,000 for everything, not including the 360. Man. 
crazy. That's like, yeah, there's no foothold at whatsoever. Like, I didn't know it was this bad. I knew it wasn't popular. I didn't know it was like just over two million units combined. Yeah, absolutely crazy. I think about. Yeah, no, it's super crazy. Sorry, I'm just reading the games here, the best selling games for each one. I mean, it it kind of makes sense, I guess, that on the 360, the best games are all the like RPGs and JRPG inspired and JRPG, just straight up JRPG games. Uh, actually, the only thing that's kind of interesting is that Connect Adventures is pretty. It's yeah, in well, smack the in the middle. There. I would say like the top half is pretty what you'd expect. A lot of JRPGs. The bottom half is like, OK, Forza Motorsport 2 is in there. Okay, sure. Yeah, I mean, Monster Hunter, uh, Katamari, those make sense to me, and Biohazard, obviously. But Ace Combat and Forza 2 were kind of like, oh, okay, sure. And then you look at, like, the Xbox One, and that's just a kind of a weird one because, like, Titanfall's at the top, followed by Connect yeah. Sports Rivals. <laughs> yeah, the, this game list seems like, oh, this is expats that live or from America that live in Japan. That well, the other thing is, I feel like at this point, it's maybe a lot of Japanese studios stopped putting out games on the Xbox one. Yeah, because there just wasn't much to pick from. That's my that's what I think is actually what happened here. I could see that. Sure. Um, Crazy. And then they don't really have the top selling ones for the X and S the games. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. <laughs> but there you go. There's some sales figures on the Xbox in Japan. Cool. Let's do some news. Question. If you'd, like, if you'd like to send a question, and it's topdamrespected at gmail.com, at TDP Podcast on Twitter, the Discord channel, or John's P.O. Box. And this first one comes in from Kevin. Would it be more interesting to have a conversation with someone who, A, has played every game ever, but has never completed anything. They've only ever played games halfway through and stopped. Or B, has played 50% of all games ever, and they completed all of the games they played. Uh, for a podcast, it's probably one, but for a dude I just want to talk to normally or whatever... It's definitely two. If if we share a same game that we've played through, I want to talk about the crazy shit that happens all the way through. I I kind of like the first one. I kind of like the idea of being able to just like any game I bring up, this person has some experience with it. So they'll know what I'm talking about. Like instead of me just okay, being sure. like the weird guy who's like, oh, yeah, I know I played this really obscure thing on this like handheld that only a few of us bought. It's the guy will be like, oh, I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. And it's like, oh, finally, thank God. Someone who knows something other than Mario Kart. <laughs> sure. Fair enough. Yeah, I definitely think option two for me. But yeah, option one makes for a better like TDP hands sure. down. Yeah. Sure. Here, here, let me let me twist the question. Which if okay. you had to be one of them? Uh, oh, two. Definitely. You would two. still want to be two? Yeah. Some of my favorite parts about games are how they stick the landing or don't stick the landing. I really like seeing something through to the end and that feeling of finishing it. True. I guess I guess like two makes I guess two makes the most sense. And it's probably like what we're all technically closest to. 
I mean, we pretty much, yeah. Like, 50% is a high number, obviously, because there's way too many games. But I would say you, me, and John are definitely Well, I just mean in, in general, one. more people have not played every single game, but the games they have played, they probably finished them. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. So, you know, but option one, though, having all that knowledge of, like, every game that's that'd be so cool but now but i'm also wondering like would it just be like a curse because you never get to finish a game you never get to know how anything ends it's like you have all this it's like a weird twilight zone you get all the knowledge but only half of it you have half of all the knowledge in the world yeah i was thinking that like if i want to be one of these option one would probably be the better one because with with the caveat that i hadn't completed anything yet or whatever like if I could, if it's that you can never finish a game, I think that it's never. It. I think I think yeah. in this scenario, anytime a game comes out, you some you've like immediately finished half of it. But that's it. Oh, I see. OK, so you're not at even actually playing it. You just are well, getting no, you, fed the information. You are, but I'm, just, I'm just trying to like make this kind of more transactional. Yeah. I, I definitely would still prefer to. Who's just like the answer across the board, I think, in every way, especially if you're forcing it. The issue I think, of- yeah, I think the less crazy one is two. One yeah. is is like a weird monkey's paw scenario that I will I will admit is very enticing. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of an interesting. Uh, interesting thought, though, that is a good question. Let's see if Boca can top it with Nintendo Labo's having nope. well, oh, yeah, already <laughs> off to a bad start. Nintendo Labo is having its four-year anniversary next month. Is there something you think could still be done with it, or is it destined for the bin? I think it's for the bin, dude. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. <laughs> I don't know. This is a weird one. Like, I think Labo is cool. I but the thing is, I like I've never purchased one for the sole reason of like building it would be really cool, but I don't want to do anything with it afterwards yeah and at least with so so it, it basically it becomes like lego to me but i think lego just looks nicer than a cardboard structure of a piano i was gonna say you can at least like display lego that's what i'm saying i mean there's nothing yeah. with labo that i want to display like hey look at this fishing rod i put together like what why yeah. don't show me this fishing rod <laughs> what are you doing what it actually is is basically just cardboard rock band peripherals <laughs> just like in the closet somewhere they're fun when you're playing with the thing for a little bit, but then it's like, what do I do with this drum set? What do I do with three of them? Why do I have three <laughs> drum sets? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what you do. You have the one with the cymbals hooked up in your living room at all times because you know if you take it down, you're never putting it back together again. And you want to play some rock band in the future. And then your other two drum sets, they're up at your mom's place and you're hoping she'll keep hanging on to them despite her moving out of the house soon. <laughs> That seems oddly specific, <laughs> but you're right because I did take mine down and I haven't played rock band since. <laughs> right. And you miss it every week. Probably you think to yourself at least once a month, I could be playing rock band right now. I don't actually think about it at all, but if I do think about it, it makes me a little sad remembering when I used to play it. And there you go. Like, See, that's, that's why fun. you need, you always need to have a set of rock band drums like within arm's reach. Yeah, that's, that's living. Yeah, that's Labo life. is not living. Yep, that's true. So, so, th- so, okay, back to Labo. The, they to make it better, they'd have to make it look cooler or make it more intricate that I'd want to display it. But then I feel yeah. like you're getting rid of some of the like game part of it, and it's like, well, I don't yeah. really even want to play the like the on the TV game part of it. 
I just want to like build the kit and they have those. Yeah. And they're not called Nintendo Labo. <laughs> sure. It's called papercraft. Papercraft or it's or it's Lego or it's actually papercraft is more displayable. Yeah. <laughs> papercraft like is actually more like Lego than Labo. I don't know, man. Um I, I okay, know. this is what you do with it. On every single piece of cardboard, you print a QR code, and that QR code is an NFT. It is a token that will appreciate in value at some point, and then one day you sell it. Basically, they make NFTs with Labo. That's how you revitalize it or steal a bunch of people's money. Either way. Yeah, this is not a good idea. Yeah, well, if you want to steal people's money, it's the best idea. I guess that it's a it's a pretty good way. Yes, <laughs> I mean, you, don't, you don't even need the cardboard for that, though. Oh, you're saying I can steal people's money without giving them a product? Do tell. <laughs> I don't know. I think Labo is like I, I want to like rent Labo from a library. I want to rent an untouched yeah. Labo and then I want to be able to bring it back somewhere and be like, thank you. I enjoyed my two hours of building this thing. Please take it away from me because I don't want to put it in the recycling bin myself. <laughs> yeah, I will pay you to throw this out for me and to take it. Yeah. Uh, no more Spiro's rights. Uh, I guess it's a would you rather. Mm-hmm. AI that's impossible to lose to or AI that's impossible to win against. I feel like the easy answer is the first one. It is. I'm just trying to think of the monkey's paw scenario again, because, yeah, it's obviously. So the AI that's impossible to lose to doesn't necessarily mean that uh, you it's going to be like a pushover all the time. It just means that at the end, you're not going to lose. So, in fact, I bet a lot of games out there fake an AI that is impossible to lose to in a situation to make you. Yes. So like. So, I mean, the immediate, the immediate question is, like, how much fun is the AI that you can't yeah. lose to going to be? And it's like, if they hide it well enough, it's it's okay. It, if they hide it well enough, it's probably most games on the market that are popular. Yeah, like, I mean, we were just talking about Rock Band. They have, like, a no-fail mode. But it's still fun to yeah. play with that on because there's still a challenge there to it. You just, the sure. game won't stop. So sure. as long as they've kind of put in enough other things to it like maybe like a scoring system you know i'm thinking maybe like a devil may cry or whatever it's like now the challenge becomes can i get that triple s rank there Um, are like literal horror games where something's chasing you and if you stop and just like look at it it just won't kill you it's just there to like scare you into running or whatever through sure yeah so there's a bit of buy-in from the player yeah yeah it's like well don't look behind the curtain of course it's not going to be you know the the mystery is is the is the fun part yeah, impossible to win against. To win against I don't know why you would pick that. Yeah, even if you like challenge, it's a challenge you can never win. So there's not even the like satisfaction of like I overcame this because you can't. It's actually boring because you cannot do it ever. Yeah. So you now can't I'm even thinking, hide like, it. is it like is that the equivalent of like going to the gym? Because like you'll never win. You will never win. There will always be a heavier weight you could be lifting up. But I really like sure. going to the gym and lifting weights. Sure. So maybe there is something to that. Maybe you're the AI that's impossible to lose to by going to the gym. Thank you. I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> I, I'm going to pick the, Phantom, the first one. 
maybe the Phantom Ages knows because they write in and say, Ahoy, TDP crew. You are given an opportunity to have a portrait made through a painting, but there's a catch. You have to choose who gets to paint you in their own special way. Would you choose Vincent van Gogh, Salvador Dali, or Pablo Picasso? Out of these three, I def- Van Gogh is my favorite of these three, but I think Dali would make the more interesting painting, so I would go that. I was going to say Dali, too. His paintings are always are just super weird, them. and I would just like to see what that looks like. Yeah, it would be interesting to see your portrait as a Picasso, like see yourself in a weird cubist form. I feel it like both, look like you, though, both the Picasso <laughs> and the Van Gogh would probably be aesthetically pleasing enough that I could actually like put it on a wall. The Dolly one might not look very great, but yeah, it might be. But it would be so weird. It's like, oh, this is that's what makes it exciting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, VGC Kenny writes. One day you get a call from Disney. Uh, they tell you that they will buy the podcast and pay you 1.5 times your current salary to keep doing the podcast with the added benefit of if you want a bit part in any upcoming <laughs> Disney movie, show, what have you, it's yours. The, the catch. Before this deal can go into effect, you each have to stream yourselves beating every Kingdom Hearts game on the collection version so if the game in question has a theater mode it's fine you can space out when you do each game but once you start you can't stop streaming until you hit credits do you take the offer oh that's fucked i don't think it's physically (laughs) possible yeah i don't actually remember what the hours are let me quickly look them up but i'm gonna say that i think my health is worth a little more than like staying up for 63 hours is that for all of them that's for one of them so yeah so that's impossible because now you're going to multiply that by what like six or whatever oh that's completionist if we just have to do main story 30 hours okay 30 hours and there's in the it's every kingdom hearts game yeah so there's like what six or so of those like main line ones if we okay we're allowed to not include like random mobile nonsense here's the thing I would take this deal and then I would actually like study how to get through it quickly, quickly. I bet I could do it in 20 hours. I've definitely streamed a game for 20 hours before. But you have to do all of them back to back. No, you can space them out between them, but you have to finish. Wait, it doesn't say that. Yeah, it does. It says right there. It says you can space out when you do each game. But once you start a game, I assume that meant while you're playing, you're allowed to like mentally space out (laughs) (laughs) well that would definitely happen (laughs) like you're allowed to like i don't know put on a movie and just kind of like grind or whatever (laughs) but no it's when you start one game you have to finish that whole game but you don't have to do them back to back okay in that scenario even if it was 30 hours i think i would do it i could do it yeah that's a little over a day that's fine i do those like you know you do that like once every couple months you're done in a year. Boom. Now you're yeah. set. Yeah. 1.5 yep. times your current salary to keep doing the podcast alone with even without the like you could be in like an MCU thing as a bit part or whatever perk. Like, yep. All I have I mean, to do is play six games or whatever. Like every week I do one of them and I sleep for the other five days or whatever. Yeah. No, I think it's doable. Sure. Yeah. 
Uh, Dead writes, what do you look for most in a rhythm game? Uh, why do some... Oh, I guess this is part of the question. Why do some rhythm games stand out to you personally? Examples, Elite Beat Agents, The Edge Rhythm, F uh, Final Fantasy, Rock Band. I think this is as simple as the music list in it. Well, yeah, the, I don't know the music list because I feel like as the Rock Band games went on, the music list did not matter because the DLC was more important and being able to transfer my exports was more important. Yeah, but that's oh, sorry. I meant just like the music in it in general. In the game? Okay. Yeah. Because I played through Elite Beat Agents once and like that was it because I didn't care about any of those weird tracks or mashups or anything that they did. So that, that's my opposite is Elite Beat Agents. I don't care about a lot of those songs, but the like visuals and stories they put in there, I thought okay. were fantastic. Like where the dad comes home from the dead on Christmas Eve because you guys danced well enough. That's fantastic. Well, that got me in there and that got me through it. But like that, I didn't play it again because I don't care about the music. And the, for me, the music is definitely the most important thing. I think there's, you know, there's different rhythm. The games will do different stuff. Like, is it a rhythm yeah. game where I liked the music enough that I like went and like put it on my phone? Mm. Or is it a game that I just wanted to play and stuff and like that? So it's like for Rock Band for me, it's like I just enjoy the act of playing it. And I'll even play genres I'm not interested in when I'm playing Rock Band because I just like playing rock band as a as a thing similar with elite ages it had the crazy story mode and that's just a fun thing to do but sure. and then there's stuff like dj hero which yes also fun to play but some of those like new mashups i put on my phone sure for me it's always the song i won't play songs in rock band i don't like i, for, I think for me it's the gameplay because for like if I, I when the rhythm game comes out i like don't need to look up the track list i'll be like there i'm sure there's something in there for me I just want to play mm -hmm. the, the game. And last question from Hebrew Lantern. If you had to be a criminal, what crime will you commit? Felonies or major misdemeanors only? Uh, I would, if I had to be one, I would probably like open up my neighbor's mail and say it was an accident, but <laughs> still a federal crime, so. Is that is there like a story behind that or no, it just it? seems like the easiest thing to get away with without like maybe serving hard time or the chair. <laughs> I think I would I would definitely try and steal money from some one percenters. OK, like, um, oh, yeah, like cyber crime or taking like rounding out the fraction of cents into a offshore bank account or something <laughs> like an office space thing. But like um, you wouldn't go in with a gun and like rob a place. That's too no, far. Absolutely not. And I'm not. Yeah. yeah. Anyone, but like, hey, man, I'll, I, like you got three boats. I'll steal one of your boats. OK. I, I would hope that I'm a Robin Hood figure. What if you like <laughs> because of your antics, you really set like riots into motions like, yeah, he's got the right idea. Let's kill the rich and people. Well, I'm not killing anyone. No, 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 no. <laughs> like they're taking it too far, but using yeah. mine as, a, as an image. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's just a picture of you on people's shirts as they're like doing horrible, getting the guillotines ready. Yeah. Oh, let's hope not. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's it for questions. If you want to send in questions next week, it's top down perspective at gmail.com at TDP podcast on Twitter, the discord channel or John's PO box. What's your game of the week? 
Uh, I'm going to give it to Elden Ring again. Me too. Yeah. And with that, uh, if you're a TVP listener, the Batman episode went up earlier this week, so go check that out um, if you want to have some of that movie spoiled or to hear our thoughts. And like I mentioned last week, the submission thread for April's TDP Plus poll is live for one more week. So if you have not submitted a game yet, do that uh, sometime in the next seven days. Otherwise, we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.